Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Bell to Bell with Bobby Blaze. I am your host, the exhausted Professor Jeremy Vilmer. And uh, joining us now, Arn Anderson's favorite enhancement talent, Double B, Bobby Blaze. Yeah, man. And there I was. There I was, Double B, out there by the lake with my pants around my ankles, man. Paradise by the lash poor light, Jeremy. <laughs> I want to tell you, I don't know why you're exhausted. Uh, I think I got a feeling you're going to tell me, but I'm going to tell you, man. I dated a girl from Alabama once. Whoa, just once, man. And I'm telling you, <laughs> Tammy Jackson, baby. Woo. Yeah. Um, we saw those dashboard lights a couple of times. I'll just say that. She had a particular type and I had a particular type. I wasn't necessarily her particular type, but on that night I was right. You know, so, in the right uh, light, everybody's yeah. everybody's type. Oh man. I'm telling you. But, um, so I did some checking into this man. And, um, uh, so the chick, what's her name? Uh, from the, Oh, Ellen, Ellen Foley Foley. Yeah. So she went from a Catholic school in St. Louis to New York city at the age of 21. Um, and she was, uh, working on a national lampoon show. And that's where she met, uh, Jim Steinman and meatloaf at. Oh, and she was dating on that video. Um, paradise but a dashboard light she was dating mick jones of the clash and she may be the reason for the song should i stay or should i go really so, um, yes yeah. so i just did a little history on that because i watched it about four times this week man like i think monday i watched it twice and maybe wednesday i watched it twice i mean i, I really dig the song and i like that video and i like when you know like you said pointed out that she turned around and said sleep on it you know yeah it's just uh but uh anyway it kind of brought back some memory for me too i thought it pretty cool uh she's married now she married a um uh guy from new york city i think uh new york city and yeah new york city but yes yeah, so i you know just done a little research there um because it, it just got me thinking it was just you know pretty pretty funny um i me. will still so, listen to that entire album uh start to finish yeah yeah you know. That's a good one. So, um, real quickly, I wanted to uh, let you know about last week's show. If anyone's playing, paying close enough attention, I had a boo boo on there. I had two. One, I don't really. Um, it's just I just got caught up in a moment. I guess um, I said the Cardinals, the Louisville Cardinals, won basketball in '83. They did not. They won in '80 and '86. And of course, we were doing the year 1986. Uh, NC State won it in uh, 1983, and I knew that because I, I can. You could just about ask me any year, and I could tell you who won the NCAA championship in college basketball off the top of my head. Uh, but with that said, when I mentioned 1986, Jeremy, this was a boo-boo. This may have been – I had it at the bottom of my screen, and it was about an hour oh, after we got off the program. Yeah. I sent you a text, and you just went, ugh. Um, I don't know how this happened, folks, but if you enjoyed – we did get some positive feedback on last week's show uh, from more than a couple people. Um, and I'm glad you enjoyed that. But also, I left off – I don't know, man. It's a sacrilege, man. I left off Starcade '86, yeah. Night of Skywalkers, man. Yeah, that was my fault. I had it there, and we got caught up on something else, Jeremy. I think we got caught up on the um, the other big NWA show that year. Um, I can't what we. Well, there was there was about. so much going on that year. Yeah, but that was a great show, and um, I just want to let everyone know. I, 
it wasn't intentionally left off is because Jeremy didn't have it in original notes, but I had it in my original notes, and um, it was on the bottom of my screen, and I just didn't pull it up uh, until I was closing up my programs <laughs> later on. So, uh, yeah, and that's the night that the um, the Road Warriors and the Midnight Express did the um, the Night of Skyward, the scaffold match, and that's the night that uh, Cornette took the uh, bump where he blew his knee out, uh, falling on Big Bubba Rogers, supposed to catch him, <laughs> and I guess a little bit miscommunication there. And uh, I have watched that back, not recently. I guarantee it's not been three or four years, only because I was watching with someone else here, you know, another wrestling uh, friend of mine, like maybe Frank or someone that come by. Um, God refused to watch someone getting hurt like that, even though and I've seen Jimmy said, you know, in person since I've watched that, to be honest with you, too, a couple of years ago. So so I know his knee gives him some trouble in the rain or something, but uh, um, he's had it fixed since that, you know, 30 years ago, what, 35 years ago. Yeah. But uh, still, I just hate seeing that bump, man. But it was not intentionally left off. I just want to let you know about that. Um, one more thing here. I wanted to give a shout-out to um, the Art of Grappling School, FTC. The Art of Grappling School had a seminar this week, and um, you know, Jillian Hall and myself helped with that over there training. But uh, this week, uh, Melina stopped by. She came in and uh, started a seminar, worked it out from about 2 until 10, she just got a beautiful heart, man, the way she speaks, the way she teaches. Um, just it, it, She really put it together, very, very professionally done. I was real happy if the Art of, students, Art of Grappling School students that showed up, we had about 10 or 12 of our students, and we had um, uh, two students from uh, uh, Chance Prophets uh, School, and Chance stopped by. It's good, always good that when I get to see Chance, um, just to really one of the good dudes in wrestling. And uh, it was a pretty good Saturday. I mostly observed, um, you know, I, I t- took some notes and, and did some critiques when the students did their matches. Um, and I'm really proud that, you know, we had a such a um, top tier uh, person come in to do our um, seminar for us. And I'm really happy at the students that showed up and, and worked hard for that seminar. And I threw top tier in there for a reason, Jeremy. I'm going to throw it back to you. Oh, <laughs> well, uh, so this week we're going to be talking about, hey, oh, also we were supposed to have a guest this week. That's right. Again. Yeah. Um, We've been kayfabed again, damn it. Yeah. Did you, you know, on Saturday Night Live, there used to be a bit where a guy, it was called What's Up With That? And, <laughs> yeah, yeah. and they were always going to have Lindsey Buckingham on and they always run out of time. That's how I'm starting to feel with Vinny Barry. It's just like, okay. What's up know, with that? Yeah. <laughs> um, but we're going to have uh, Vinny Barry on to talk about his uh, Lance Von Eric book. And yeah. for the second time in a row, we scheduled him for a holiday. <laughs> he yeah. was predisposed. Um, yeah. So As my I, brother said, hey, Bob, I don't think that guy sounds too dependable. <laughs> I, said, <laughs> I said, yeah, I know. I said, I've got to cover. Jeremy sent me something else, so we're going to be okay. Uh, so, yeah, I, we had to reconnoiter and come up with an alternate here. And what I came up with is we are going to grab nine active world titles and tier them on a you know, rank them on a tier list. So we are going to be going from... S, which is Bobby, what is that again? Uh, so Goya. Uh, as good as either one of us can say it, it's the S tier, <laughs> which is going to be the very top, and then A through F underneath that. Yeah. 
Um, just superior, I guess, is going to be our ass. Yeah, that's, I, I that's probably you back, and you're like, no, Bobby, I think it's Japanese. And I had to look it up and get the pronunciation, of pronunciation, and I'm like, I'll mess this up, but I think it's Sagoya. Yeah, Sagoya, uh, Sagoya. Yeah, S U G I O. Is that what it was? Uh, I think it's O I. <laughs> I think O-I, it's O I. Okay. Yeah. O I. And then oh, because, yeah, then Japanese <laughs> is pronounced on a, sil- a syllabic nature, so I fuck that up every time. So let's just go superior. <laughs> okay. We will good. go superior. That's my first uh, suggestion. <laughs> yeah. So I have listed out nine active world titles. Uh, these <clears> are <throat> these are kind of the, the major ones, except in one or two cases. Um, there's not like, you know, uh, Northeastern independent pro wrestling's world title, which is a painted version of the big gold belt that they bought at Toys R Us. There's nothing like that on here, (laughs) but, um, Bobby, have you, you have had a chance to look over the list, correct? Yes, sir. Okay. So before we get started, I got a question for you. Okay. Now, do you think in your opinion the champion makes the championship or the championship makes the champion? It depends. Okay. <laughs> um, I didn't have much time to really think about this, maybe five, seven minutes. And I was like, but this is an age old question, of course. Yes. Um, so that's why I say it depends is this. I think if you got a man that's, that's, um, that's your top guy, you know, or coming up and you know this is who you're going to put your title on or your championship belt on, and he's already kind of the man, you're like, damn, this this, this guy is the man, you know. Yeah. Uh, he's the stud. And uh, once you put that title on him, um, now the man, will say, has the championship belt. Um, he's just up the ante that he's, he's the baddest of the – and the best of the best, you know? Mm-hmm. So he's taken that, he's elevated the belt by being the man prior to wearing the belt or wearing the gold. He takes it up a notch once he does have it because now he has a target on his back that, you know, everyone wants a shot at that belt, but they also know that he is the best at what he does. And he was pretty damn good at being the best prior to having the belt. So I hope that that makes that clear. Now, you could also have an opposite of that um, with, uh, I'm just going to pick on, uh, mm-hmm. no one in particular, Nick Goulas, putting the title on his son. Okay. And we saw what that done. So that title that his son had, had probably um, meant something at some point. And then um, as as we found out, you know, through, through the, the reading of Teeny and and uh, just the stories we've heard through the years, uh, even on the stud stat, stud cast, um, that title didn't mean anything any longer because of the person who wore it. They just stopped. They really, I think the fans wanted to see, you know, a real wrestler that could hold that title. And um, uh, it just, they just lost their crowds and, and, you know, no one believed in it. You know what I'm saying? Right. So I think, so, so I think the opposite is true. They, or opposites, what I'm saying is, is that that person, if he's not the man, then that title really doesn't mean anything until the best has it back on him, you know? Yeah. So in that way, the title, you know, is diminished by the person where. Did I lose you? So I'm going to stick by the, there if you're go. the man before you get that belt, once you get that belt, you've elevated that belt. And so now you are the man and you are the, the, the champion, you know? Yeah. Um, 
And, so that's what I'm, I'm going with. You know what situation I got stuck in my head when I was thinking about this was when the NWA was starting to get active again. Mm-hmm. And they did that event with uh, Cody Rhodes versus Nick Aldis. Mm-hmm. And Cody won the title off of Nick Aldis. And all of a sudden, everybody was talking about the NWA title again. Mm-hmm. Um, even though Cody's career is not like especially stellar. Um, I mean, it's not terrible in any way, but I mean, it's not like, you know, yeah. Hulk Hogan showed up and, you know, took it or something. Um, but, you know, so I, I was just kind of wondering about that. I mean, was that just a big deal? Because there, I mean, that's the first father son duo, Dusty and Cody to hold the yeah, NWA I title. think also. Just from our podcast and from that viewpoint, mm-hmm. um, I think the people were just excited to have a new product um, to watch again. You know, when they yeah. started putting putting some of that back together as we followed some of those uh, storylines just a couple of years ago. And then with that, I want to preface my grading system. I'm going to try not to do it on the product or any of the you know the wrestlers themselves per se. I'm going to do it on the on the on the meaning of the heavyweight championship belt of each each you know group. Yep. So uh, even though I will be talking about the wrestling product, of course. All right. But yeah, I think that might be why. Um, you know, we were excited about a T-shirt company for a while coming along. Yep. You know, that's true. And um, so yeah, and they and, and I think Jeremy, it was good, and it has proven to be. Um, they had a good working relationship that one elevated the other. You know, and kept uh, um, got a. I I don't know, just got it back. Uh, We weren't just watching um, WWE TV. We had some different options now. Yeah. I'm not talking about just the internet. I'm talking about, you know, on, on, on televised wrestling events or, or pay-per-views, et cetera. So. Yeah. Well, it's, yeah. I mean, and that was like a thing where like suddenly we went from just WWE to all of a sudden there was like a bunch of stuff we could catch. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think um, that's probably it, though. Yeah, um, and I think it was slightly that that, that um, sorry, I said Dustin that Cody had come from the WWE, so he was already an established star too. Yeah, right? that's true. And um, Aldis had had worked, as you brought to my attention, had worked for the uh, Impact at one time, mm-hmm. and then went out to the uh, California Championship, and um, that's where I started kind of watching them from there. So I think the. Uh, I don't know. If, I won't say hardcore fans. I'll say some of the better knowledgeable wrestling fans really knew where to look at for that. You know, yeah, and they were excited. They were excited. Wrestling was coming back. I think. Oh yeah. Well, and then That's you know, was. and we'll get back on topic here. But like, look at uh, Dave Marquez's UWN. Yeah. They they're opening up in Atlanta. They've got uh, Hollywood. They've got the uh, Pacific Northwest one. They're doing in San Francisco. They, I mean, there's a lot. There's a lot of wrestling to watch now. Yeah, uh, and the fact now that deal there is you can go and work for them with if you're carrying a title, right? So the way they do it is the UWN is like a membership. If your wrestling promotion has a TV deal, you yeah, can. Uh, yeah, I know yeah. The TV, I'm sorry, my bad. Yeah, no, that's okay. Uh, you can no, like my, hook up with them or belong to them or whatever it is, but that means that your wrestlers now have access to go after those titles, the tag team, the TV, okay. the uh, and okay. now the world title is going to be coming out soon. 
I knew you explained it to me before, but I, I just was off there a little bit. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, my notes are probably not going to be in exact order. Yours are. Okay. Um, I got mine handwritten out. Um, I'll probably be very generous with these grades um, because I don't want to really knock any promotion. I, I'm happy that we have wrestling again out there on you know TV, internet, wherever you can find it. You know. Sure. Um, I'm going to start off with. Um, I'm going to start off somewhere in the middle. Okay. And then go go. I can go up and down from there. Now I know you got A S A B C D E Fs. Um, I'm I'm looking for some. It might be some minuses and pluses in there. On a scale, I think for me, um, Major League Wrestling. Okay, so I'm going. Okay, from 2002 is formed by WWE writer Court Bauer, mm-hmm. and I like this most violent, hard hitting action uh, mixed with cutting-edge storylines or hybrid of uh, wrestling or a mix of wrestling. First champ, Shane Douglas, and right now, um, Jacob Fatu, who beat uh, Tom Lawler, as yep. you mentioned to me before. And they are associated with um, New Japan to a degree. Um, from what I've seen on their shows, they've got very, very talented athletes. Um Putting that belt on Jacob Fatu, he looks like he could just whip anyone's ass he wants to. Yeah. Um, same thing with Tom Lawler, because I know he, um, he's an MMA guy. Yep. And um, uh, Shane being a first champion, um, hell, you know, you got a guy that through we talked about before, through the ECW, uh, NWA title in a uh, garbage, rather, and picked up the uh, ECW belt and said, you know, this is a world championship now. So he elevated that title. Yep. So you got a guy that elevates the title as your first champion, and you got a legit tough guy as your current champion uh, on a pretty good product. Now, I've only watched uh, a handful, maybe 10 times of the product, but I'm very impressed with that. But just going with the championship, um, I'm going to give it a B minus, okay? Okay. Um, because. Your your main lineage comes from basically a 2002 start date with a WWE writer. Okay, I have to respect that the guy went out and done this and started this, but all, you know your only big connection um, is to New Japan, and then of course you got guys working for you from all over you know all over the world, obviously. Right. Um, I think it's great that people have a place to go and work. I like the idea behind it. So uh, again, this is not a strike towards the champion. Uh, or uh, um, just putting them over, say. I'm just looking at the whole the overall importance of the championship. Excuse me. I'm going to give that a – God damn it. Sorry about that. That's okay. Um, had Mexican food today, man. Ah. I feel – I'm ready to take a nap. <laughs> um, no. Um, uh, yeah, B minus. That's where I'm going with. All right. I think that's perfectly fair because it doesn't have, like, a, a long history. Right. Um but I mean, it's got some names in that background. I mean, Steve Carino. Oh, absolutely. Uh, yeah, I mean, um, I think it's got a nice looking belt, which I always give a couple extra points for. Uh, but the NLW's not really setting the world on fire just yet, even though right. way down in my heart, I really hope they do, because there's just something about them that is the plucky fucking underdog that I like. You know, I agree with that. I yeah. hope I hope they break it out bigger. And I knew, and I was hoping you would do this for the listeners. 
you're more into the belts than I am. So I, I looked at each one that we mm-hmm. went through, but I thought, okay, you kind of sit back and didn't send me much information when I sent you a private text. You're like, yeah, you know, you're going to wing on your own um, kind of thing. And so I said, well, Jeremy's probably going to be taking care of the belts then. And um, so, yeah, I'm glad you mentioned what, what the belts look like and, yeah. you, you know, give it a, a notch or two up on that. So, yeah, I think um, I think a B minus is fair, man. Oh, I think it's more than fair. Again, it's just okay. it doesn't have a, a really long history, so it's kind of hard to yeah. you know judge it in there. Um, I'm our, putting it on for the future. Is what I'm thinking. I really want this. I want to see them succeed. Um, I think they got a good product. Yeah, I do too. I and I, I really want to see them do something with it. Um, okay, who did you want to go to next? Um, okay. I got a couple of, um, just the way I did my research here. Um, I'm going to tie these next two together. Um, triple a, the mega championship, uh, that was established in 2007. Now I know that organization is a lot older than that, right? but the title is the mega championship and current champion is Kenny Omega. Um, a part of me wants to go back and, um, Talk about how it's one of the you know oldest um, wrestling companies around. Mm-hmm. Um, how they they done shows what in the early nineties I think out in L A and um, brought a lot of Mexican stars over to uh, eventually the WCW and ECW and, and all that. Um, I know they have an also I think they've got a working relationship with New Japan as well if I'm not mistaken. Um, I'm just going to go with, uh, I would love to give them a higher grade, but again, this is based on my limited knowledge. And I also, when I wrote you back on that, I thought Jeremy's going to know a little bit more about the Lucha and uh, the uh, AAA and the uh, uh, CMLL. So mm-hmm. um, I would love to give AAA a uh, B just for the longevity, but right now I'm just going to give it a C um, average for me. Now, I'm not taking away from the workers or anything like that. I'm just saying for what it means to be the AAA champion, that right now I'm just like, I don't know. I, I know we're going to mention his name several more times, but I just don't know what how important it is that Kenny Omega is champion of that, carrying that title, okay? That's just yeah. kind of where I'm leaving that out because I'm going to go to CMLO next. But anyway, what, okay. what yes, no, play devil's advocate, see. All right, so for me, um, I have to say, as a Californian, I have never paid enough attention to Mexican wrestling. I should really know more about it than I do. Uh, the A Mega Championship had a single elimination tournament where they unified. I'm going to see if I've got this whole list here, okay? Mm-hmm. Um, the IWC World Heavyweight Championship, the Grand Prix Wrestling Super mm-hmm. X Monster Championship, the Mexican National Heavyweight Championship, and the U- UWA Light Heavyweight Championship. So the the Mega Championship is all of those titles. Mm-hmm. And what they did was they did you know a single elimination tournament, and um, yeah, I think when AAA first formed. They were using somebody else's world championship that they inherited. Okay. Um, so this is kind of like the new peso of, of Mexican wrestling titles. Okay. Now, um, if you would asked me this in the 90s for that company, I'd have put it up there. You know, yeah. B, B plus, A minus, to be honest with you. Because um, I knew some guys that had worked there that I had eventually worked with in Canada and Japan. Um, 
so I would have given it a little bit higher. I'm just talking about to where I gave it where it's at to me right now, you know. Sure. And that's kind of that's kind of what we're talking of, about is where yeah. we're at now. Yeah. I know there's lineage there and I know it's important uh, uh long long established company but just going back for what they have established um recently as of 2007 per se with this mega um Tiger. Yeah. So. Now I have to say I do not care for the design of this one very much. Um, okay. Now it is designed for a Mexican audience, though, so it's got a very you know um, it was Aztec looking face on it, <clears throat> and it's got the big triple A, but the plates are all hex- hexagonal or octagonal. Just not not one of my favorite designs. But because it's of a slightly different culture than mine, I'm not going to mm-hmm. judge it too harshly for that. Gotcha. You agree with the C or I think, higher I or think, lower? I think C is fine for that one. Um, okay. Okay. Now, I, but I, again, I would not be offended if we have to play devil's advocate against each other or something. Or yeah, no, agree. no. I'm sure there's going to be a couple of them we, we don't agree on. Yeah. Well, but I, I think the, that's a fair grade. Yeah, I do too. And you know what? Here's the thing. Maybe that's that's my ignorance. Maybe maybe it's just because I don't know the product very well that I'm I'm doing that. But that's I agree with you. I'm gonna go with the C. Okay, grade on good that one. deal. And and I hope some more fans um, feel free to interact, uh, especially on Twitter. You can get a hold of me at Bobby Blaze seven forty four. You can get a hold of Professor at the Geekish Cast, or you can write to the um, Bell to Bell Blaze. Um, on Twitter and also on Facebook when that was grouped for that uh, for discussion if you want to and and let us know you know what what your opinion is on on the grading system uh, we're perfectly fine with that man perfectly yeah. fine with it uh, with that said Jeremy I'm going to go to uh, CMLL the other um, Mexican uh, promotion uh, apparently let's see what I've got here 1991. Um, that's when they first um, declared their independence from the NWA. Yes. Now, they had been promoting um, – they, they they left it, but they had been promoting it, uh, NWA, all the way into the late 80s. Um, their inaugural champion was Conan. Uh, he won it. Uh, Conan did Barbarian back then, uh, not June of 1991. And the current champion is Ultima – Ultimo Guerrero in his second title reign at, of 2018. Um, once again, just from knowing um, guys that have worked in Mexico, um, whether I met him in Japan or Canada or even in the U.S. in a couple incidents, especially in WCW, uh, you know, this title here, and I know this, I think this is the older of the two, if I'm not mistaken. Um so I could I could very well be mistaken. So don't hold me to a fault to that. I think from what I've seen of this promotion here, it may be um, a C plus. Okay. Because uh, I think I've heard say that this Ultimo Guerrero is like one of the better workers in the world out there. Although I have not seen him, I don't doubt that. You know, to put a title on someone, you know, you you make that decision. Um, like I said, we you could put the title on someone that's the man, or you could do what Nick did and put it on like George Goulish, you know. And again, I'm not just picking on him. I'm just saying that's that's going to be our kind of a go to for right now. Uh, yeah. On on the downside of it, so not just anyone has held this title. Um, Ultimo has gotten it uh, for his second reign now. 
So um, I think, and you'll see this uh, come up here later on, if you don't have uh, a bunch of champions um, in a short amount of time and you have established champions, I think that says something for the belt too because you ha- you don't have to know how hard it was to defend that title, you know. Oh, yeah. Uh, now, Conan apparently didn't defend it at all. Um, and I'm not sure what the dealing was for him to to lose it or whatever, unless he just had to uh, – I'm not sure. Like I said, I didn't check if it was – he had to give it up or he actually got beat to, to uh, in one defense, but it said no defenses in 70 days. Oh, so, uh, well, there you yeah, go. I'm, I'm not sure what uh, – what what happened there? I mean, he had matches, obviously, but just uh, they weren't championship matches. Yeah. But um, and I know he was on soap operas and and really popular down there at that time. And um, but he was no El Santo. Worldwide. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> he wasn't in thousands of movies. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, um, yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna give it a a, a C plus. Okay. C+. Um. So Ultimo Guerrero. I mean, my Spanish is not very good, um, but that means Ultimate Warrior, I'm pretty sure. Um, mm-hmm. Even though if you want to get really literal, it'd be the last warrior, but that's what Ultimate means. So uh, there is another Ultimate Warrior in Mexico, apparently. They have their own version. Um, okay. Okay, so the CMLL, I like their belt. <clears throat> okay. Um, I believe because they declared that a world championship when, when parting ways with the NWA, this belt, yep. like many others, would share the uh, lineage of the NWA title. So that that gives it some gravitas and some weight right there. I agree um, with that, yeah. Yeah. Now, <clears throat> in America, we have started to use heavyweight champion to just mean, like, that's our highest prize regardless of weight class. In Mexico, they still have weight classes. So quite literally, I think for them, like it starts at like 215 pounds to be in the heavyweight division. So it's, you know, starting to be medium sized to bigger guys. Um, this, this belt, I believe, uh, follows on. So CMLL started as the EMLL. And I think that makes it one of the older Mexican owned promotions in Mexico. Yeah. Um, and if the things I was reading this week were true, when pro wrestling started to take off in Mexico, it was American promoters coming over from Laredo and stuff. And then a handful of Mexican guys went, Hey, you know what? We, we can do this. And that's how Mexican companies became, you know, standalone companies and how Mexican wrestling really went in its own direction. Mm-hmm. Um, I think C plus is fine. Um, I would be tempted to go a little higher. I, I would be tempted to put it in the B area. Okay, um, I can I can agree with that too. And I tell you, the the other point of that is is um, I really I knew it was uh, was an EMLL. Um, yeah, I knew it was a tie in there. That was one of the older promotions, if not the oldest around. Um, yeah, I said C plus. It, it it could go up to the B um, B level. Um, I'm, I'm going to stick by mine and you stick by yours on that one. Sure. Um, I just found out too, though, this ultimate, um, uh, Guerrero, Automoto Guerrero, he's on the booking committee, which always helps when you need a belt. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That's a quick <laughs> way to yourself get a belt. in on the office hold there, yeah. but he's 49 years old, man. The guy's been working, you know, um, and he's, so, uh, 
again, that could take it up another level. Um, and I'm not saying 49 as that's old. I'm saying that's 49 that he's got a lot of experience because a lot of Mexican guys start so young. Yeah. You know, so he's probably had a, a 30 year career, if not longer, you know. Yeah. Well, that's, I mean, that's, uh, that is a journeyman, I believe is the term you guys would use, right? <laughs> yeah. I think so. Yeah. yeah. And that's a guy who's got some time in and some expertise. Yes, sir. Um, all right, so that's gonna we're gonna put the CMLL as a C plus for you, but a B from me. Yeah. We could probably average that out on points at the end and give us an overall grade. Yeah, so we'll stick what we're doing right now. Um, on my notes next. Oh, I want to tell you about the um, a good what they do to weight classes. Um, when I was in Canada. They had a junior heavyweight champion up there and a um, then a heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. And I like that idea. They did 215 and below was the um, light heavyweight and uh, 216 and more, you know, were the heavyweights. And we they ran an angle. It was really, really cool. They had a big bodybuilder up there by the name of Todd McPhee. And Eddie Watts was uh, – he had been all over Mexico and Puerto Rico and, and been to uh, – I think he worked for Wings in Japan. I'm not sure. If, I think it was Wings. But anyway, he had been around. And they ran an angle, man, where um, they kept challenging him for the junior heavyweight title. And Eddie um, thought that he was not eligible for the title. And Todd, you know, like I said he was this big bodybuilder. Legitimately weighed about 215 with very low body weight, you know. Yeah. Eddie weighed about 205. uh a good good body building weight looked like he about two fifteen, you know, and uh, they ran an angle where Eddie wouldn't defend the belt because um, he said Todd was over two fifteen, and they gimmicked the scale for a couple pounds, and and immediately disqualified him because he was like two seventeen on the on the scales, and uh, you know he couldn't didn't have a chance to win it. Eddie was a heel, so he wasn't given the first uh, challenger a champ to win his title back, you know? <laughs> and they played that over a couple weeks, man. That was a pretty good little gimmick, man. So um, I don't know. I just think the weight, the weight classes, like in MMA, obviously, are very, very important. Uh, yeah. You know, we look back at you know, your your light heavyweights and stuff when uh, – when EC or WCW uh, had that division going, um, and, and there's a lot of lighter guys now, obviously. Oh yeah, but I thought that was pretty cool when when uh, you know you could pull an angle off of that based on someone's weight and and you know basically turn a shoot into a work, you know. Yeah, well, uh, that's that would have to piss off the crowd. Oh, it did, man. Oh yeah, and we was averaging about 500 people. We worked seven nights a week, and we was averaging about 500 people per night. Uh, Mondays was cocaine. Um, that was one of our bigger shows. And then on Saturday, we was over around the Halifax area at a town, uh, uh, Burbick, I think it was called. And that was our, uh, really one of our big crowd, probably about seven, 800 people come to that regular. So, you know, and uh, all local, uh, town folk, you know, in those towns, just a small wrestling territory, man. Yeah. But yeah. They, they hated the heels and they hated that, that gimmick. They ran it for about three weeks and, you know, Todd finally, they caught on to the gimmick scale and, you know, caught on that he was still the right weight. And, you know, it always works out for the baby face of cocksuckers. Well, that's, anyway. how, that's how the story's supposed to go. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. Yeah. Just want to throw that in there. That's some, that little trivia, some fun you could do with that. I, that's, I don't know. That's pretty cool. Um, um, so that co- cocaine or cocaine or however you say that one sitting. Cocaine, yeah. Okay, so there's a beer named after them up there that does not okay. taste like anything but seltzer water. 
Really? Yeah, it was one of the... I kept ordering it just because I couldn't believe that it had no flavor at all. Hmm. I didn't have any. Yeah. I drank Labasse Blue and Moosehead Dry when I was out there on the uh, East Coast. I do a lot of Molson's Canadian when I'm up there, but but Vancouver is a lot like California in that you couldn't fling a handful of change without hitting three or four breweries, you know, mi- microbreweries. Mm. Yeah. So, you know, a lot, of, a lot of locally made stuff to check out there. All, All right. right. Well, let's move on here. The next one I had was Ring of Honor. Um. Established in 2002. The current champ is Rush from CMLL. He's a two-time champion. The first champion was uh, Low Key. Um, Adam Cole had this title three times. Samoa Joe had the lowest reign of this title. Um, the other thing about this title and this Ring of Honor, I, I, and I'm going to leave off a lot of names on here, but they, I think Ring of Honor's got a shitload of talent on that on their roster, man. Uh, I, I really do. Uh, I'll throw out the Briscoes. Them guys to me, man, uh, they just look tough and meaner and shit. Yeah, boys, they you know. Really, and I do, like yeah. that. I really like that. Um, the the title, uh, Ring of Honor title, has been defended in several countries: Germany, Canada, Switzerland, um, Aust- Austria, uh, Mexico, Japan, Ireland, Italy, and Spain. And I like that. Um, it's a someone, legit. You know, it's a legit world title. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's around the world. Yep. Now I don't know um, if you really have any lineage per se because it was just established, you know, in two thousand two. It didn't really come from. But what I like about I'm a based on this is a lot of the guys that have obviously worked there and became bigger stars. Um, I don't know if this is a correct comparison. I'm just saying that some of the guys that's worked in Ring of Honor. Uh, again, top talented guys, and I was really into them for a while there. Um, the uh, it's kind of like if you had the Missouri title or the Florida heavyweight title back in the day, that was a stepping stone towards the NWA world title. Right, you know what I'm talking about? Yep. Uh, it, if if you had that title, Missouri heavyweight championship, um, it was a good chance you were going to get a title shot at the NWA. Same with Florida. Um, so I don't know if that's the best comparison, but what I was getting at is I think the competitors and the athleticism and the people that's carried that title for Ring of Honor, I think it gives them some uh, some credentials as to what kind of athletes and wrestlers they are because they they kept evolving to a bigger uh, playing ground, you know, uh, uh, other organizations, and it was defended around the world. Um, I'm going to give this a, oh, let's see. I was going to say a high B, um, but I think I'll give them an A minus, Jeremy. Okay. Well, I'll give, I'll give them a solid A. Okay. <clears throat> and he, and here's why. Okay. Their title. And I'm off of these, uh, I'm, let me just say it's real big prefaces. Yeah. When I'm saying minuses and pluses, because it could go either way for me, it could actually be an A. Or it could be a B plus, but I'm leaning on this one here. I lean it towards more of an A on my scale. Okay. That's why it's an A minus. So just letting you know. Yeah. Um, so for me, I'm just going to go with an A. So okay. compared to other titles on here, um, it has legitimately been defended around the world, which to me yes, makes sir. makes a big difference. You know. Um, so it doesn't have any lineage, but it's almost a 20 year old title at this point, which mm-hmm. with the the amount of travel it's done, with the people that have held it. 
that's a legitimacy that a lot of other titles don't have. Um, now, here's the thing about the ROH title. If you've held that title, you're a fucking wrestler. Yeah. You know, you are a fucking mechanic. You can fucking work the ring. You've got the holds. I mean, you got your shit together. ROH does not put, you know, bullshit in the ring very often. Yeah, and, I agree. Yeah, and that's why to me, I mean, honestly, Bobby, I, as you were saying your grade, and I'm sitting here trying to think where I was going to put it, I almost put it up in the S tier. I'm going to, okay, I'll make my first change. I'll go to the A. Okay. I'm making an A. I, I, I've forgotten how many guys um, that really could wrestle, wrestle there. Like you yeah. said, a mechanic maybe. Um, yeah. I'll give it the A, that's for sure. I, I I came into this with thinking this will be one of my higher grades um, early on when I was re- doing doing my little bit of research. I thought Ring of Honor is going to get my first highest grade. Um, that's just kind of way I did my research, though. Sure. Too. That's why you know, I'm just kind of off your page here a little bit. But yeah, I, are you going to give it the S or uh, Supreme, or are you going to stick with your A? I'm going to go to my A. I, I think I think you, know, you okay. convinced me that much. I'm going to go to A. Okay. But I reserve the right by the end of the show to put it in the ass here if I if I just can't shake this feeling. I will I will agree to do that as well because I know what my notes say, and I almost started off with them being in the ass superior category. I did, yeah. Um, but I also knew we wanted a show where we can kind of go back and forth on because I knew we weren't going to agree on everything. Oh, sure, that's that's, that's great. You know, we shouldn't. Uh, agree on everything, but yeah, there's some convincing arguments to say this of what we spoke about so far. This could be the best one. Well, um, so you know, and I think take a dive after that. Yeah, I mean, because I mean, like, let's you know, let's just throw this out in the open here. You're you're a Malenko graduate, which means that you appreciate technical wrestling skill. Um, these guys, everybody there that becomes a star there is a great technical wrestler. That's what I like to yep. watch more than. More than storylines. Now, I, I think storylines are important in wrestling, but I mm-hmm. think you can also do a strong enough story in the ring that an overarching one outside the ring isn't as needed. And I think yeah. ROH did a good job of that for a long time. Um, I just I think this is a title that, that is like geared for you guys like you and me, you know? Yeah. 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 Um, I think you see a lot of talent there. You know? Yes. Um it's kind of, almost goes with the um, to me is like a, a, the comparison maybe of the MLW uh, as far as like just that hard hitting you know um, wrestling and, and 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 they the storyline arc is through the wrestling not yeah. the other way around let's write a story and then we'll wrestle around it you know yeah um, we're not doing a sitcom here we're actually doing um, you know wrestling and there's a storyline to the wrestling so. Yeah, we're convinced ourselves that Ring of Honor is moving on up. Yeah. Uh, so I'm going to take a nosedive here, and we may be, um, you may be disappointed in this one. I went to AEW next. Okay. Established in 2019, first champion Chris Jericho, current champion Kenny Omega. And again, nothing against Kenny Omega. I think he's a, um, a fine uh, athlete. I've seen him wrestle. Uh, Jericho, Okada, uh another Japanese boy and I saw him with AJ Styles. Um, you know, I, I definitely athletic, um, as hell. Um, so 
uh, just get that out of the way because he's been mentioned on. He's going to be mentioned several. He's you know currently a W or a A Triple A champion, um, and, and here he's showing up again now with the AEW championship, and he's going to show up again if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Um, um, anyway, I'm I'm giving this one, man. I just I would love to tell you I'm gonna give you a C for mm-hmm. average, but I'm giving this a D, man. Um, it has no lineage really to me. Mm-hmm. Um, the uh, first champs, a guy close to my age, give or take about three, well, give about three years probably. Um, nothing against people my age. I'm just saying, you know, it, it starts to show after a while, you yep. know, um, and it and it does. I think they got a lot of talent there. I don't know if they fucking just don't know how to misuse it or use it right or wrong. I am just very disappointed in that uh, promotion, and it takes away from the championship because um, I don't think they treat it. Um, I don't think they treat it like professional wrestling. Um, they came out saying, we're going to have something completely different than what you're currently seeing on TV. We're going to have wrestling. And nobody, and I mean nobody, probably gives a fuck about your win-loss record. If you're 95 and 5, you know, or you're 5 and 95, if you're out there providing quality matches that are meaningful and leading somewhere, um, after a few weeks it's just like college football you only play x amount of games it's easy to follow till you get to the playoff system same thing college basketball or baseball or football professional wrestling hell i could tell you i have a thousand and one wins and a thousand and one losses but it didn't matter you know what i'm saying it only mattered on that show if i gave my best performance and worked for my match not my ego and my opponent worked for the match, then we had a good match with our first opening or main event, but we worked for our match, which worked for our show, which made our show the best show. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I just don't know, with all the talent they have there, the AEW is putting out the best show. Um, I watched some of those free events prior to them you know, getting their TV deal and stuff, and... Um, I am just not impressed at all. I'm happy that some guys, um, that the guys have a place to work out. Work out. I think it's great that Omega and the Bucks and stuff figured out a fucking way to make money in this business, you know? Yeah. Uh, and I'm happy, like, for my man Arn, my man Dean Malenko in the back. I mean, they got jobs still. I'm happy for those guys. So they got another place to go. You know, some people are getting second chances even. Yeah. Uh, that's with the other places. I'm happy about all that. So it's nothing against the talent whatsoever. Nothing against the boys. But uh, add a product. Ah, fuck. I'm giving it a D. Okay. Um, I'm going to have to ask you to reconsider something you said there. You okay. said wins and losses don't matter. Do you want to take that back? Um, do you want to think about that for well, a moment? what I mean is this. I, I said it. Let me correct myself. Wins and loss record. The record itself. If you had 500 matches or five matches, I don't think people go back and say, oh, well, I won 500 matches or I lost 500 matches. The the um, the numbers themselves, the win-losses, that away don't mean much. Obviously, the wins and losses do mean something on TV and for your championship. 
and, and, and for for you as an individual, your character. You know what I'm saying? People mm-hmm. know you're going to get win on Saturday really strong, but you can get beat on Monday uh, to a bigger star, um, come back on Thursday, and you have an even match with someone. All that means something. Or if you're working a territory or these current TVs, you know, you got to still stay strong. Even if you get beat, you have to stay strong. So that part, yet you know, a wins losses does mean something. What I was referring to is an actual record because A and E, A, yeah, AEW was going to do, you know, keep track of how many wins they had, how many losses they had. Like, like it's going to be competitive is what I was getting at. Sure. I don't think if you look at someone that says, well, you know, this guy's 10 and 0. And I go, yeah, well, you know, it's a work, don't you? Uh, I'm on 10 and I can whip his ass every day of the week, but I don't. <laughs> yeah. You know, so that's the only part I was getting at. Not the actual visualization of winning. And losing a match, yes, that's absolutely important. Okay, but the yeah, visualization I, of you I was I was really fighting with myself not to fucking interrupt and make you make you stop talking. Right? No, <laughs> like that's fine. That. You can do that. You're part of the program. Um, but does that does that clear that up? Absolutely. And, and and here's the thing. I know what you meant. I yeah. just don't want there to be some record of you saying wins and losses don't matter hanging out there yeah, with no, no clarification. No, I think the apps of fucking Luke yeah. do mean something. Yeah. Uh, why even try if you, you know, uh, just wanted to, to, to go out there and lose every night? You still, to me, if you love the business, you can go out there and fucking bust your ass knowing you can get beat that first night, you know, mm-hmm. or, you know, you got to, you're going to have this title for six weeks or 12 weeks or, Whatever the run is, you know, you agree to it beforehand. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I was just saying, just when you look at a Now, I'll say this. This is fun. I'll, I'll be a little contrary here. In Japan, when I was there, you know, and you're on, like, say, a three-week tour, I think it's very important uh, that in the um, newspaper, they still carry, you know, some of the bigger wrestling uh, companies. We're going to be talking about one of them here in a minute. Um, so... Uh, you see in there, Bobby Blaze, uh, American, and he's won his first three matches, um, maybe first and third matches on the card, maybe second, fourth match on the card, um, and he beat someone in five or seven or under under 10 minutes, we'll say. Then you know he's coming to your town and uh, don't going to be doing a two-week, a three-week tour. Um, and I'm talking about when I worked for Michinoku, and, and they get them listings. Well, um, all of a sudden, I'm, I'm wrestling Jinsei or Grand Hamada or Sasuke. Oh, this American, he's 3-0. and You know, it, it means something yeah. to them. But they know I'm only going to be there for, say, an 18-day tour. And and we're working 15 of those days, you know. So yep. um, that 3-0 and uh, is more impressive going against one of their bigger guys than, oh, this big American comes in and he's been beat three days in a row. Yep. Uh, that's not going to sell tickets for Jinsei or or Hamada or or um, you know one of the you know, Sasuke. Yeah, and so it waves true if I'm in a tag or a six man as well. When I'm working with uh, two other guys that you know maybe maybe one of them's two and one on that part of the tour, maybe the other one's three and zero oh and I'm three and zero. Oh we're going to wrestle Jinsei, Sasuke, and Hamada in a six man, and they're all three and zero. Oh. It, it's still an even matchup that way. Yeah. No, I can I can understand where you're coming from. Um, let me let me express if I can. I'm gonna try to keep this kind mm-hmm. of tight. I think it's great that AEW exists. That there's another big budget wrestling place for yep. people to go. I, I think that's great. I like that AEW exists within the larger wrestling universe. They don't pretend that other people don't exist. They let people from other promotions come in. 
Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they, they did the NWA women's titles there when, um, when you couldn't, when, uh, Billy Kurgan couldn't do the shows himself anymore. Um, I like that they have deals with other wrestling promotions, like that Chinese one they work with, uh, like they do with New Japan. Um, I like that when you watch it, there's history that they acknowledge that there's the NWA and they fully accept and admit that they're out there. And, you know, they have totally one time carrying in his old TV title. Mm-hmm. I like all that stuff. I think they've got talent there. Um, now when it comes to the statistics, I don't know. See the way you're talking about where you do it by tour. I can totally follow that. I totally get it. Yeah. Um, Bobby, I would say that like wrestling fans were kind of fucking nerdy though. Right. I think statistics would be something we'd like, but there has to be a way to do them, you know? And I, I don't think we need to be as, as, overall encompassing like Baba's King's road system, where if you've been put in a Boston crab three times and get out of it every time you're now immune to it, you know, it's, you know, nobody can try that move on you. I don't think you need to keep track to that point, you know, um, that all being said, the AEW title does not have enough people that have held it that I think are just out and out world-class guys. I mean, Jericho mm-hmm. is, but like you're saying, he's 50-something now. Uh, not that that's too old these days. Obviously, Chris Jericho at 50 is in better shape than I am at 45, you know. Uh, not, nothing against Jericho's yeah, uh, shape no. for conditioning or anything. Yeah, um, but look, even Christopher Daniel is losing a step at his age, you know, and yeah. he was an ROH heavy hitter for a long time. Yeah, man, he's... He's one of my favorites too. And I've, I've yeah. in Japan. He just good. You know, he's a yeah, hard look, worker, man. He's still good, but he's not 30 year old Christopher Daniel, you know? Right. Um, you know, I, I think Omega look, and I, I'll catch shit from some of our listeners for this. I think Omega is one of the better wrestlers working today. Like he is a fucking top athlete going an hour with Okada is not a fucking joke, you know? Oh, no. That's not uh, a night off either. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, I mean, that's, that's a, what I mean. That's a night of hard work, man. Yeah. Uh, now, all that being said, I would give the AEW title currently as it sits, I would give it an E grade, like Echo E. e. So you're going below me. Yeah. D. Yep. Okay. Okay, because. I totally respect that. Yeah, because. a question, but go ahead. Well, I was going to say, because when I judge things, if I'm, if I'm high on you, I'll, I'll push you up high. If I'm looking at you shaking my head and look, fucking AEW disappointed me in some ways. And I oh, really it did had me too. Yeah, I really had high hopes. And I'm just like, this is just a fucking WWE part two. Um, yeah. you know, but I think, go ahead. Yeah. No, I was going to say, but that being said, it's just the title. It just ain't worth anything to me yet. Yeah. Now, this is, this is where we are today. Now, some shit may happen over the next year where I'm like, Oh, fuck. Look at that. And look, also, I think putting Omega with all the titles he carries at once, I think he should be out in public fucking with all those belts on him all the time. Like, you know, put some fucking shine on him, man. Yeah. Yeah. I agree with that. Get him some kind of fucking publicity tour for sure. Yeah. Uh, Maybe now everything's kind of opening back up. Maybe that's what they've got planned on. What I was going to say prior to that was if you go back and listen to, and I'm not sure on which ones, but... Uh, on our podcast, we were very high on AEW when it was first coming around. We, you know, we were putting it over that hey, we're looking forward to this. Um, 
The uh, also, I have a question for you. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm curious if if so we had we had two champions in a couple year period, and that's that's understandable. Who do you think would would or should be the uh, the champion there? Because um, I've got one other name. I'm just surprised he's not more uh, on that title. Well, they've had they've had three so far, right? Because uh, John Moxley carried it. Mm, that's uh, correct. My fault. Yeah. Yes. No, no, no. It's just you know it kind of slips your mind. Um, yeah, it did. I don't know why Brian Cage isn't gunning for that. You know, I because that man is a monster, which is funny though. Cause Mike has like hung out around him before. And he's like, yeah, he's just a nice little Christian kid from Chico. <laughs> um, but I mean, they got, look, they got some talent there. They just need to push their own homegrown talent and make them seem like viable champions. Yeah. Um, I mean, anybody can be legitimate if you work on them enough, you know, except, wow. except um, Vince Russo. Fuck that guy. <laughs> There you go. Yeah. Now I'd like to see Cody get a run at it. Um, maybe not immediately, but in the future, and also um, maybe give it some more steam. Yeah. You know, just uh, I don't know. Well, it just seems like some from what I'm hearing and catch parts of on Twitter feeds is. Um, uh, and to each their own style, I think Cody's a tremendous talent, but I think he's also, he gives up a lot to some guys of lesser talent. Like he brings them up and gives them more in a match. Then sometimes he really just needs to beat the piss out of them. Yeah. Say, Look, I'm Cody Rhodes and I'm going to be the champion of this place one day. You know, I don't know that. I'm just saying. I wonder. But, uh, yeah. I wonder if being Dusty's kid, you kind of pull back on making yourself a superhero. Because that's because uh, that's what Dusty's accused of all the fucking yeah. time, whether it's true or not, you know. And I think there's enough people with um, Arn and Tully uh, that no, have probably known him since the day he was born, um, probably from working around Dean in New York um, and here. Uh, you know, I I say he surrounded himself with enough people to, to run ideas by him that I'm that I'm not thinking about, and he's going and they're going like you know, and they're giving him some. They may have said exactly that, Jeremy. So you know, maybe not right now, but uh, you got the right idea, and this is where we're heading with this company, and um, you know, he put the word into whatever kind of booking committee they have or whatever it is, you know, but like, you know, Hey, we're going to put the strap on them, but who knows what the fuck we're rambling on on that. Let's move on. Yeah. I gave him a D and you gave him an E. Okay. We mentioned Japan. I, 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 W G F the new Japan pro wrestling. Um, so this has been around since 1972. Uh, Noki was the first champion. Um, Right now, let's see, well, also, it's something about, uh, they put this title out in 1987. It came out, the the wonder used now, I guess, about in 87. Um, and also, they had an earlier version for Hulk Hogan on an IWGP league in 1983. Um, and then the last champion uh, is Kata. Uh, but also, you can fill me in on this, it, it was retired uh, as of March of 2021, but that involved, um, you said an injury due to, uh, Will Osprey, as I used to say, it had an injury. So yeah. I don't know how, if that's retired or if he just can't defend it, how that, how that I, is. I think this one actually goes to our friend vacated. Yeah. I was going to say, <laughs> I 
am vacated or not vacated. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, that would be a great question for him. So With that said, go ahead. Oh, I, no, go ahead. Let, finish your thought and then I'll. I was just, my thought is this, man. New Japan, uh, one of the biggest wrestling companies in the world at one time. At one time, you had New Japan, All Japan, um, Noah, WWF, and, and, and WCW, about the four largest companies in the world yeah. you know, for wrestling. Um, the tours they put on and the guys they've brought over uh, from different countries, not just the United States, I'm talking worldwide. Uh, I'm talking athletes that had been uh, uh, not just um, – an example, like Kurt Angle wrestled for the Olympics. They've, they've brought Olympians from other um, countries. They've brought shoot fighters from other countries. Um, man, this is going to be, um, I think it'd be an honor just to work for New Japan. Haven't been to Japan. I worked for Mishinoku. I went over there five different tours. We worked with guys from Wings, um, guys from... Um, uh, Frontier Martial Arts, FMW, um, mm-hmm. FM, yeah, FMW, Frontier Martial Wrestling. Um, I worked with guys from New Japan. I've worked with guys in all Japan. Not not necessarily over there, but I've worked with a lot of different guys that's been there. Um, the um, I saw the Yuji Nagata match uh, last week on AEW, just, just to let you know. I wrestled Yuji Nagata. He was an Olympic alternate for a Japan back in, I don't know what year it was, maybe 88 or something. But I wrestled him in Orlando. And, uh, you know, uh, he says he wants to wrestle his T70, and that that's fine. Um, not knocking his work the other day or anything. I'm just saying this is a reference point. Um, so he's a new Japan guy. I've wrestled um, several of them. Uh, and I know what kind of uh, uh, talent it takes to be they, they, at one time, I don't know what it is now, used to have to train for two years prior to even getting your first match. And some of those guys in New Japan start off um, uh, being a young boy, doing every fucking thing, washing backs, cleaning clothes, you know, uh, buying beer, whatever it is. And um, first on the bus, last off, doing every fucking job in between, paying their dues. And that's just to get a, quote, exhibition match. Um, and, and you're doing that for another year or so before it's actually called a professional wrestling match. So the guys that work their way up through that and the guys they bring in and put that title on, that title may, excuse me, means something. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm going to give this my first ass right here, Jeremy. Uh, and they've worked with other companies. I think they're working with WWE right now. Uh, they're in talks of, of it. We're talking they're working with uh, AAA. They're working with... Uh, uh, the MLW and uh, hell, that wouldn't surprise me um, if uh, AEW uh, and uh, Ring of Honor. It wouldn't surprise me if everyone on this list uh, that we list today that they're not trying to work something out with uh, for talent exchanges and putting on tremendous shows. Um, so yeah, I'm giving it my ass. That's my superior or uh, Segoya. <laughs> How you say it? There, yeah. Segoya. So um, that's my that's mine that's my on that. That's a great one to go to that S tier with um, the IWGP competitors from all around the world. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, compete for it. Um, let's briefly talk about New Japan. Um, ever since Inoki was pushed out, their product mm-hmm. has gotten better. Uh, you know, for a long time it was you know do whatever you want, but Inoki wins, and you know, yeah. and then he started having legit 
MMA guys fight pro wrestlers who were not trained in the same kind of conditioning and stuff as an MMA guy. It's just, he was doing weird shit with it and it wasn't working out anymore. But now we've got guys who love wrestling are running it. They put on, well, their yearly shows are huge. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the Japanese wrestling fan compared to the American wrestling fan for a moment. Like you were saying, in Japan, they still report wrestling in the newspaper as a sport. Um, you go and watch how the Japanese audience reacts. Like, uh, when Jushin Thunder Liger was stripped to his waist and it turned out he had, um, monster paint underneath and started using the green mist to fight Muda, you know, the, the angry god version of Jushin. The whole audience gasped out loud when, when that he came up with that makeup face, you know. Their level of commitment as fans to what they are watching is much higher than ours. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, you know, to what you were saying, the Japanese, there's no such thing as a menial job. You know, if your job is to scrub fucking mats, you scrub mats the best they've ever been done. Oh, you yeah. Do, yeah, you do everything through. Um, the IWGP title, hell of a lineage. It is, the history on it is goofy. I've never been able to quite straighten the whole thing out. <laughs> Uh, but the one we are currently talking about is the one that, you know, Okada and Omega and all these other guys have held. Will Ospreay just had to vacate it due to an injury. It is one of the nicest looking belts on the market. I think it feels the most legitimate. Um, now that New Japan has stuff and promotions and things going on in America, there's a very real chance that the IWGP title could be held to the esteem that the NWA title was once. S tier for me. S tier. There you go. Very good. Oh, man. Uh, we need to get anything in here. Maybe a book plug real quick. Yes. Let's get one of those in. We've got three left, if I'm not mistaken. And um, let's get a book plug in here. Absolutely. Folks, if you haven't heard or you just tuned in or you haven't been a fan, we appreciate you listening. We do talk a lot of different wrestling on here. And we have a, try to have a lot of fun on here, man. Um, the professor here has helped set up a couple of uh, tiny URLs to links to my books. And um, I have two books out there that are tied to their links. The first book is called Pin Me, Pay Me, Have Boost, Will Travel. Um, it talks about me being in Japan five different times. It talks about me being in WCW a couple of times when I was in WC, uh, WWE. Um, just the whole backstory about some of my travels uh, in Smoky Mountain in Australia and South Africa and England. Uh, have boostable travel, man. I've done some traveling, you know. Um, you can get that book at tinyurl.com slash blazebook1. And that'll take you right to Amazon. It's no extra steps. Just type it in tinyrail.com slash blazebook1. And it'll take you right to the link and just order yourself a book. And that'll give you some good summertime reading right there. Uh, my second book is called I Kicked Out on Two, The Education of a Wrestler. The book's been out for a couple years now. It's a little bit about uh, my life outside of wrestling. I reflected back on... Um, uh, some of the stories reflected back to when I was working for WCW, uh, again, related to some of the traveling. Uh, that's the one that you heard the stripper story in. Uh, we talked about just a couple of <laughs> weeks ago. Nate, I hope you're back with your cousin and you have reunited with her. Uh, bless you. <laughs> um, anyway, um, that book is called... Um, I kicked that on two, the education wrestler, and you can get it at tinyrail.com slash blaze book two. 
uh, Jeremy or myself, we appreciate it. Brings a smile to my face if I sell a book. Makes me think I'm still doing something worthwhile. Also, Jeremy gets a couple of dimes put into his uh, uh, Amazon affiliate account. And when I say it doesn't pay a whole lot, it doesn't pay a whole lot. But you know what? Everything does add up, man. Yep. Um, it's just like uh, tipping your local bartender. You know, you might only give them a dollar, but by the end of the night... Everyone's giving them a couple dollars. They get a nice little wage at the end of the evening. So hopefully the professor here gets a nice little, a uh, little bit of change um, at the end of the month from Amazon. And uh, I get to sell a couple books and everyone goes home happy because I think you're going to enjoy the book. Uh, There's over 110 reviews on I kicked out, or no, um, on uh, Pin Me, Pay Me. And just go on Amazon and look at the reviews. Um, and in that book there, a lot of people say, you don't have to be a wrestling fan to enjoy this book. And, um, but I know we probably don't have anyone that's listening that aren't wrestling fans. But, um, again, welcome to our regular listeners. Uh, spread the word on Twitter or Facebook or uh, any other podcast you know about. Get our word out there because I think the professor and I do a pretty damn good job, if I must say so myself, on this podcast. Um, anything there, Jeremy, you want to add before I, we jump to the last three? Yeah, go buy Bobby's books and, Bobby, write your third book so we have something new to promote. I'm trying, man. Okay. I'm trying. I got to sit my ass in this chair and type. That's what I got to do. Um, so let's go to Impact. Yes. Um, so this has been around since 2007. Um, it was World Impact after the, um, it was what, TNA belt unification. Um, first champion was uh, Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. What better person to have a fucking title on if you're going to start a, you know, uh, a wrestling company? Because uh, I know it started off, at, when I say TNA, total stop, nonstop action. Uh, I had an agreement with the NWA uh, for the name change in March of 2017. Uh, I don't know if this is good or bad. Been around 14 years, like they've had 29 different people hold the title. Seems like quite a bit. So it seems like there's been some jumping, as we know, you know, That's back and forth. Two a year. Yeah. So yeah, every yeah. six months they're changing the title out. You know, I, I don't know. Um, I used to um, watch this product quite a bit and wrestling show, I should say, or, you know, what wrestling program, programmed wrestling, what do you want to call it? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Just don't call it the one. Anyway. Um, I, I I think Global Force was in there too at one time, if I'm not mistaken. They threw at that was some associated with them. They've had guys once again. They've had guys that you know worked for a bigger company, looking for a job, jumped over, got a job, you know, and just did the same stuff over and over again. Um, I think someone had some money and thought they could run a company and. Um, just uh, maybe listen to too many people or the wrong people or what have you. Um, I just don't know how important um, impact wrestling is. I think it's, I could be completely wrong. I think it's taken a, a big dive. Um, I know Omega's a champion there as well. So more power to Kenny Omega out there, man. Yeah. Especially for you Omega fans. Uh, like you said earlier, Professor, I'd get his ass out on some kind of tour showing every one of them belts off, man. I'd let his name become a household name even if you didn't watch professional wrestling. You know who the fuck Kenny Omega is. Yeah. That's what I would do. But what do I know? You know. I'd, I'd have uh, him. I, I don't fr- have the money to do it anyway, but yeah. I'm just saying. But I'd have people him. People do have the money. I'd have him in front of every camera holding every belt yeah. he has. Shit, I'd even go go beg Billy Corgan to put the NWA title on him. Just even even for just like a couple months. 
Because imagine the guy holding all that fucking gold wall at one time. That would make every one of those titles look better. That just dumbfounded me with that statement. I, I didn't think about that. Yeah. I did not think about that. I know we're not to that place yet on that. But, um, yeah, I know, well, I was, I was getting, they have the money. The people for for um, AEW and Impact, there's money there to put him on that kind of a tour. Yes, there is. You know, so that's always getting out on that. I said just because yeah. I'm sitting there thinking about well, it from my – Home, homemade studio here. I'm just yeah. saying, you know. But you um, can't tell me AAA doesn't have any money to send him around with either. You know what I mean? Yeah. These guys, oh, yeah, yeah, I would have him in front of every piece of media that would have him. Um, I would talk it up. I would make it legit, uh, as, as legit as I could anyhow, you know? Yeah. Um, but so where would you rank? Uh, I'm just going to, I'm going to give him a C, average at best. Okay. That's me. You know, this at best, I, and it could be a lot better, but it looks like it's getting like going down for some reason. I I don't know, just some of the segments and stuff. I'd like to see a couple guys I know uh, get some work there. To be honest with you, just just for the experience factor and get a payoff. But um, I don't know if that's going to happen. But I I think a couple of them are trying. A couple guys I talked to, uh, but yeah, I'm just going to give them a C at average. And I would be honored myself back in the day if I could have worked there. If I was working today, I you know again, it's nothing against the boys or against the talent. I'm just giving the, the that belt a C at best. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think C is all I could give it. Um, you know, it's one like, there's been some big names that have held it, but that company's always been in such a fucking chaotic state that it, I don't know, it just, for me, it's never felt like a real world title. Um, you know, it kind of feels like a Florida state championship, honestly, yeah. you know. Almost um, like a TV championship to me. Yeah, yeah. And and they've always had way too many belts there for, for what they're yeah. doing. And, you know, um, yeah, C, C is about, no. Uh, yeah, they had yeah. the X Division belt. They had that one for uh, Jeff Hardy. They've had another. I mean, yeah, it's just, I don't know. It's like a TV title belt to me. Yeah. So. Um, yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to give them a C, and I think, that's, I think that's being generous, honestly. I do, too. I do, yeah. too. So we got our last two left here. Um, WWE. Now this going to try to maybe tie this together, Jeremy. Uh, depending on how our conversation flows, we haven't rehearsed anything, folks. Just let you know. Uh, no, no uh, free bird rule today. Nothing like that. No gimmicks up our sleeve. That we're just going to be talking about this. WWE. Um, I had to write this down here. The main title, but not to be confused with the universal title. Or the world heavyweight title. So I'm talking about the one as seen on Raw. That current champion is Bobby Lashley. That traces back to Buddy Rogers in 1963 when they succeeded uh, uh, from the NWA. So um, just going back that far, okay? Uh, this title, um, even, I guess, uh, if you look at the champions from... Uh, from uh, Roger Sarmentino to to uh, uh, Ivan Koloff held it, and um, that, that's a travesty. And he just gets overlooked for that title yeah. for whatever reason. Pedro Mar Morales, um, superstar Billy Graham, I'm just going off my head, but um, and, and Bob Backlund, I think he had a green, the green one, if I'm not mistaken. Um, anyway, just saying that the the, the and you, I'm sure you could tell us which belt, what which belt looked best or what have you. Um, 
obviously worldwide, you know, and if you go back to what worldwide wrestling federation to worldwide, um, uh, let's see, what was it? Worldwide wrestling federation to this worldwide federation or what have you to WWE. And we all know what the E stands for. Mm -hmm. Um, this is not a knock towards any, this is just a belt. Um, this is kind of something I, I was talking about a couple weeks ago. The thing about the WWE champ, uh, that title is usually and has been only worked in that Northeast sector or uh, defended, I should say, or defended within people of the WWE organization. So they didn't have to travel. I'm not saying they didn't travel. They traveled like crazy. I'm just saying yeah. it wasn't defended um, outside that territory for the most part. Not saying they didn't tour it in Japan or all over the world, Saudi Arabia or wherever. Just saying. Um, so it is worldwide known. I put that over. TV value and production. Again, this is nothing against any of the boys that work there and the girls that work there. My God, the girls have... Uh, uh, main event at WrestleMania last couple of years. Tremendous talent and all that. Um, and it's not a dig towards WWE. I'm just talking about this belt. The lineage could be, if you if you think about it, with uh, uh, Buddy Rogers coming over from the NWA. So they're, and they were associated with the NWA. They were, yep. uh, uh, Senior, Ben Senior was a member of the NWA. So there's a lot of lineage could be there. But I'm just talking about from this belt, they, made in 1963 or title they made um i'm gonna go with an a jeremy okay okay um i think that's fair only and the only reason i say an a and not an s and my thinking is is because of i don't know what the percentage would be but probably 90 percent or higher would be the only defendant within people that work for that company and that's not necessarily a bad thing i'm just saying to me there's some lineage um, uh, definitely has some great champions, some tremendous athletes and, and wrestlers throughout the world that never even got a chance to, to, um, to fight for this title. Um, and also just, just all that. It, it, and I'll say this, WWE is a first class organization. I have been backstage as one of the boys doing TV way back when, and I went to a show uh, about five years ago now, I guess it was, and I see a couple of friends of mine. They are a first-class organization up there. They got their shit together. The gears roll, man, and they roll big. Uh, but uh, I'm just giving it an A, the title. Um, I, I would give it an A because right now it is the best-known heavyweight championship, you know, uh, in yeah. the world, I would say. Um, you know, and of course, WWE, people say WWE when they mean wrestling. Um, you know, so top of mind, everything's there. I'd give it an A. Yeah. Now, why are there three world championships in that organization? <laughs> um, you know, what is their criteria for making somebody a champion? Cause it's not necessarily wrestling ability. Um, hell, it's not even necessarily star power, you know? Um, oh, yeah, but just due to the size and scope of the world wrestling WWE, I, yeah, I give them an A grade. They should probably be higher than that, but you know what? I've got yeah. so many, I've got so many sore spots dealing with them that I just couldn't do it. Yeah. You'll call them sore spots. I'll call them issues. Yeah. Um, and, um, 
and it could easily be that S, but I'm going I stick with that A. Um, so before we move on, I got to backtrack on one question. Okay. Um, I think it involved um, Ring of Honor. Did we? Was that the one we know? Yeah, that's the one we said we wanted to visit. Yeah. Okay. You know what? I'm going S tier with Ring of Honor. Yeah, I'm going to go ahead and take it up to the S tier. After we've almost got through this list, I want to move it up to the S tier as well. Yeah. Um, I think we went A minus and A, and we said maybe it's going to go to the S tier with both of us. Um, and that's not just to suck up and agree. I think it's once you're looking at it um, on a bigger scheme of things, I'm going to move it up there, man, and give it an A. Yeah. Um, and that leaves us one more. And that is the NWA. Now, of course, we can date this title uh, back to, if you go back, we had a great episode on pre-NWA that took us all the way back to 1905 working matches to uh, the NWA that was established in 1948, uh, Orville Brown being the first champion and um, having to uh, give that up after a, a horrific car wreck. And uh, so I, a lot of times people want to say Thez was the first champion, um, but Orville Brown was the champion. And so we start back with Thez, though, mm-hmm. that started, I guess, really getting it, uh, traveling the world with the uh, NWA title. Uh, current title holder is Nick Aldis in his second reign. Um, I think he's become a fine champion and represents, represents that belt very, very well. Um, just some of the names off the top of my head, you know, Race, Funks, uh, Rhodes, uh, um, um, Briscoe, Flair, you know, just, you, and you can go on and on um, of people that carried this title. Um, I know it took a dip at one time. Um, we've talked about getting thrown in the trash at one time, mm-hmm. you know, but through it all, um, I think this is the real world's title when I talk about a real world title, uh, whether it's the 10 pound of gold or, uh, uh, uh big, uh, fuck drawing plan. The, the big, big gold, gold belt. Yeah. I was going to say the big gold one. Yeah. Big gold, yeah. um, whichever I'm just going to say, uh, and the only thing I'd like to see about this is this is not with the belt. This is with the company. I'd love to see them come back even on a grander scale, um, they were on a roll when COVID came. I think they're coming back on the uh, flight, uh, fight TV. Um, I'd like to see them continue to grow. You threw out an idea a while ago about Kenny Omega. That just kind of was like, oh, I never thought about it. Yeah, maybe he comes in and, and does some shows. Maybe he gets that strap for a couple, you know, six months or something. I don't know how that would work. Just saying there's a lot of opportunities there. I think um, both female and male uh, performers, wrestlers, uh, characters, I think it's really well put together. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm going to give this an S cause, cause I, this is my favorite right now. Um, and it, it was my favorite for a long time prior and the lineage is there. Um, the prestige is there. And, um, I would like to think it's just a matter of time before, they open things wide open and start doing some more business, whether their stars get to go and perform on other platforms and programming, or if other stars, i.e. your Kenny Omega, um, coming in and performing on their platform. Um, I think they got a tremendous girls division. I think they got a good array of guys that uh, were doing TV um, from younger to older. 
And uh, like I said earlier, I think Nick Aldis has really become one with his dress and his speech and his body and his in-ring work um, is uh, kind of a right up, not saying he's up there with them, but along the vein line of a Ric Flair, you know, of a, of a true star that styles and profiles and shows off this NWA World Heavyweight title that he represents and represents it well. I'm going to go ahead and give it the S, the Supreme, Superior, Okay. The Sequoia. The Sequoia. Sequoia. No, that's not a fucking tree. (laughs) Sequoia. Is that how you say it? Yeah. I think it's Sequoia. I think it's Sequoia. 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 I'm putting your eye on there. I don't know. Sequoia. Um, Someone say, I know that means excuse me. (laughs) Yeah. Have you you ever stood next to a Sequoia tree? No. I've only seen them in pictures, to be honest with you. Good God, man. They just, you. You don't really get a sense of how gigantic they are till you touch one, you know? Yeah. And a couple of hours from here, they have forests full of them. Yeah. And yeah, that's, that's where I've seen pictures from. Yeah. Just, you know, Jesus from California. Christ, they are yeah. Majestic is the, old the picture only of the word. car driving through it back in grade school. That was one of the pictures back yeah. in, you know, all the books back in the day um, when they still had books and not internet and, you know, pictures of magazines and it shows the family in the, uh, the wood paneled um, fucking station wagon driving through a, a cutout Sequoia. Oh yeah, <laughs> but no, I have not been next to one. I can imagine the beauty and the, the significance of that tree. Though I, I love nature as it is, so yeah, no, it's a uh, they're they're, they're incredible. Cool. Um, okay, NWA title. Yes, the oldest established wrestling title. Every other every world title before it was basically folded into it by Luthez. Um, or by just absorption, you know, so that way it literally traces its lineage back to George Hackenschmidt. Yeah. Um, the biggest names in wrestling have held this title. It is what 80, what 70, 78 years old now, I believe, or wait, 74 years old, whatever it is, but it's, it's an old yep. belt. It's, you know, shit. It's just, it's nostalgic. It's, it's everything that a world title should be except for currently prestigious. I yeah. do think, I do think Nick Aldis has grown into a great champion. Yes. I cannot give it higher than a C grade right now. Oh, I thought you'd be, uh, I was going to say B. <sighs> yeah. I understand your C and I respect that. I'm still going with my A. Oh, I, but I, yeah. but I will agree with this. You're right. It is missing the prestige and that's not a dig towards Nick Aldis. That is not. That's just where you're saying the title's at on a prestigious level. I get that, but I'm going to stick with my A. I, yeah. I really thought you'd go B. I, I, I knew you weren't going to go an A. Um, so. It's just, I mean, look, here's the thing. I mean, if I was judging just on Nick Aldis, um, you know, I'd probably, I'd probably give it a B if I was just judging on him, but it just, I mean, you just got to look at like the high that that title has been and the low it's been. Yeah. And, and just, if you bell curve that, just what that looks like, you know, yeah. and, I'm banking on a prestige coming back. And if you take an S and a C, it'll average out to about a B. Yeah. Which is above average. So <laughs> No, no, I it's, don't know. Yeah, I mean it's it's definitely got its it's got something going on. It's savable. I mean it's absolutely savable. Yeah. Well but maybe what do you I'm do? just you know. You know I'm just um 
a ro- hopeless romantic at heart for the NWA, I guess. You know. Oh, me too. I look. I, I want to see around for that old bitch to come home. Yeah, she's been out whoring around, you know, and been around all these guys' waste. And I'm like, where the fuck you been? And she's like, well, I've been in a trash can. <laughs> yeah, and I've been dropped and stomped and fucked. And I've lifted myself up and then they drop me again, you know, and then finally one day I just hope the old whore comes home and they hold that belt up and they, everyone goes, look at this. This is it, man. This is the real world's title right here. And NWA is back into the prestige. But again, I'm probably just a hopeless romantic. And no, so I, I think that's a fucking metal chair to me times. Yeah, I think that's fair. I just think that they need to raise they need to raise Nick Aldis's profile. Look, um, yeah. everybody that watches AEW knows who the last uh, two w- women NWA champions were. You yeah, know, Thunder Rosa and Serena Deep. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody knows that because they were on there. They were on the second second largest you know uh, wrestling program on TV. Um, they could do that with Nick Aldis. You know, I mean. Mm-hmm. They, they need to do something with him. I, I do like that he calls himself the real world champion. I do think it's important yeah. to make that distinction. Um, uh-oh. I got a crying I puppy. probably should have given it an A, but I'm going to stick with my S for my reasons. Yeah, no, I um, think I think that's perfectly fine. And I'm not trying fine. to convince you to, to come up to a B. I'm just thinking it's it's just, um, like I said, it's just my romanticizing the uh, title. That's sure. And, um, and I'd like to point out, I'm just some jack off sitting in front of a microphone. You know, that's, <laughs> you know. Yeah, you know, here's the thing, guys. Anyone out there, if you are listening to this program and you take anything that Jeremy and I say, uh, please don't take away anything fucking political, uh, religion. And if you want to take something away, just our opinions on professional wrestling, that's fine. But again, this is just two guys talking. Uh, we're across the country from each other, but it's just like we're sitting down on a Sunday afternoon having a beer, and we're going to come together and open up on Tuesday morning at the office with you guys or on your commute to work or uh, while you're out mowing your lawn or um, uh, painting a house or whatever you're doing. you got your earbuds in, and uh, you want some... Um, some uh, wrestling history, some wrestling facts, and uh, some fun. That, that's what you take for it. Take it for what it is. Jeremy, I'm going to spit this world out, word out there. So, hot tui, take it for the entertainment value that we try to place upon it. Yeah. And, you know, it's not so much the word entertainment that bothers us. It's sports entertainment, which is not yeah, a real that's thing. that's more so. Yeah. 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 No entertainment don't bother me at all. I love entertainment. Yeah. Uh, YouTube and podcasting and stuff. Man, my day, I mean, God, especially what we've just been through, folks, you had to do some stuff. I, uh, my brother gave me a book last night I'm looking forward to. I just finished up the Candido book. I mean, we need entertainment. So nothing against entertainment. For God's sakes, don't take away from that, that uh, that we don't want that. We're just talking about when it's put in front of it, uh, behind another word. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that's all. Right. Uh, Jared, we need to wrap this up, man. I know. Yeah. Uh, we I don't know how long we talked today, but like I said, it's just two guys, man, sitting back. We haven't started having a beer today, but you know. But imagine if you would, you're just you know having a beer for buddy in a car or um, on a car ride. Now I don't drink and drive. Take that back, Bobby. Um, what am I gonna say? Two guys riding in the car talking on the way to the bar or over to someone's house to have a drink and sit down and talk wrestling. That's that's what it is, man. Yeah. Um. So yeah. So, you know, I, I, the, uh, I guess the takeaway this week is there's a lot of very valid world championships that are out there currently being defended. Mm-hmm. 
Um, lot, a lot of different types of wrestling to watch. Um, I should get more into Lucha Libre or at least learn more about it. Um, and those are, those are what I'm getting from this, uh, this episode. Yeah. Um, there's more out there than what, what we think. Yeah. And a lot of us pretty damn good. I'll just make sure I didn't leave anything off these notes. That's for sure. This time. But, um, anyway. Jeremy, I'm signing out, man. Listen, folks, do yourself a favor. Take care of your mental health. Take care of yourself. It seems like we may be getting through this pandemic, um, and um, I hope that's the case. And um, I know I'm and in there. I'm just kind of like, man, uh, good to talk to my friend Jeremy, to Professor Vilma there, and talk wrestling. And I hope you guys enjoyed this very much. Thanks for tuning in, wrestling fans. All right. Well, everybody, thank you for listening this week. Uh, if you have anything you want to say to us, hit us up on Twitter. We're at, well, Bobby's at BobbyBlaze744. I'm at The Geekish Cast, and we have a joint account at Bell to Bell Blaze. Hit us up on Twitter. Let us know what you think. Um, and then until next time, I am signing off for the Latex Johnson, myself, Professor Jeremy Vilmer, and Arn Anderson's favorite enhancement talent, Double B Bobby Blaze. Bye-bye, everybody.